I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and welcome to Paranormal Almanac. That's right, I'm your host, Kurt Sandig, and on this edition, I will do an episode I never wanted to do, never thought I needed to do, an episode so dumb, so ridiculous, why should I do it? Well, because you asked for it over and over again. But as always, up first, we have shoutouts. We have shoutouts to Vincente, Veronica, Troy, Travis, Todd, Jamie, and Elijah Hendrickson, Tosh, Suzanne, Shelly, Sarah, Sarah, Rosa, Pablo, Nick, Nanashi, Melissa, Megan, Matt, Martin, Manning, Michaela, Maggie, hi Maggie, Lawrence, Lauren, Laura Rutho, oh, Lauren is the one that I speak with on almost a weekly basis on the Mondays, Lauren is awesome. Everybody say hi to Lauren through your whatever listening device you're listening to this on. I I screwed up Lauren's last uh, I screwed up Lauren's name last episode because I'm an idiot. Lauren, you're awesome. Laura, Laura, Lash, Kyle, Kira, Kenny, Juliana, Joshua, Joe, Jim, Jenny, Jeff T, Jade, J Mark, Heidi, Harley, Aaron, Edgar, Dill, David, Daniel, Dan, Chuck, Carolyn, Carolyn, Seth. Autumn, Angie, Amy, and Amber. I also want to do a special shout out to the following people. Angie Smith, Aaron Robin, Manning Camp, Megan McDaniel, and Melissa Henderson. You guys are the best. Before I move on though, I have one more shout out. It's, an, it's a special shout out. It's a happy birthday shout out to Joshua. He turns 12 on June 18th. So happy early birthday to Joshua, one of my listeners that's awesome. Joshua, you are the best. Thank you so much for listening. I truly, truly do appreciate it. I really do. Okay, with that being said, let's get on over to Paranormal News. Paranormal News. First up, extraterrestrial organic matter found in 3.3 billion-year-old volcanic rock. Geologists in France and Italy have spotted what appears to be organic molecules from outer space in 3.3 billion-year-old rocks in South Africa. Just uh, just for you little math whizzes there, if the Earth is only 6,000 years old, why are we finding organic molecules from outer space in a 3.3 billion year old rock in South Africa. Okay, continue on. By now, we know that the organic molecules from methane to amino acids exist in space, and perhaps some of these molecules were brought to our own planet via carbon-containing asteroids. Scientists studying ancient rock in South Africa seem to have uncovered evidence of the oldest examples yet of these extraterrestrial molecules. A small range called the 
Makhanjwa Mountains, or the Barbaton Greenstone Belt, sits in eastern South Africa and Swaziland. I'm sure I got that wrong. I apologize to all of my fans in South Africa and Swaziland. P.S. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, this rock contains 23 to 66 foot thick deposits of 3.3 billion year old volcanic rock called the Josephdal Chert. Josephdal Chert? Sure. Among layers of volcanic ash like carbon-filled layers deposited during times of lower volcanic activity and the whole region appears to have been altered by the pressure of water, like on a shorefront. So, we are finding this deposit of 3.3 billion-year-old space rock with space molecules, which just furthers the theory that life was brought here, extraterrestrial life, was brought here from asteroids. Very interesting theory. I hope it turns out to be true. Uh, the rock is definitely true. And by the rock, I mean Dwayne Johnson. Alrighty, up next we have... Are UFOs a threat to national security? This ex-U.S. official thinks they warrant investigations. Chris Mellon believes that the government should do more aggressively... Oh, that the government should more aggressively gather intel on military UFO sightings, some of which were captured on video. Hopefully, you all listened to my special edition story last week about the Navy and UFOs. I guess that's the best way of describing it. There is no more denying that UFOs are real. That is fact now. What they are, we don't know. Take that out of the equation, but UFOs are real. And he says, this Chris Mellon says, he's inspired by the growing number of such sightings in sensitive military context, reported by highly trained, highly credible witnesses and corroborated by some of the world's most sophisticated technology, including several infrared videos shot from fighter jets. Again, that I spoke about on last week's episode. He doesn't claim to know what these unusual crafts might be, nor does he assume they bring, quote, aliens from afar. To him, they signal a potential high-level strategic threat of unknown origin. One the nation would be foolish to ignore. I really like this guy. He is taking a scientific view of these things. I don't know what they are, but based on the video and the reports from highly trained pilots, they're a threat. Alrighty, with that, let's get right into this episode. That's enough paranormal news for this waste of an episode. That's right, I'm calling this episode a waste prior to you even listening to it, but I still think you should listen to it. Whether you believe the Earth is flat, the Earth is round, the Earth is banana-shaped, disc-shaped, shaped like Marilyn Rowe, shaped like Huckleberry Hound, doesn't matter. Just listen to this episode and try to keep an open mind. That's what I did when I researched this episode. Now, like I said, I was asked a lot by a lot of you guys, when you're going to do a Flat Earth episode, you got to do a Flat Earth episode. Can't wait to hear you talk about the Flat Earth and debunking it. Well, A, I appreciate it. I'll take any suggestions in mind. I always want to please the fans. So because of that, I started researching Flat Earth. A lot. A lot, a lot. But I'll get to that in a second. Here's the main question. For this episode, that is. Is the Earth flat? The short answer? No. Nope. God, no. Come on. No! 
no. No, 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 no. No! What? No. No! All right, you, you see what I'm saying here? You get what I'm saying here. But that doesn't make for a good episode. I can't just end the episode now and just start playing the outro and be like, that, you, Kurt Sambig, you've been listening to another episode of Paranormal. No, that doesn't make for a good episode. So let's deep dive. Is the Earth flat? Now, first of all, let's go over the theory itself. I'm going to tell you what they believe, they meaning flat earthers, based solely on their website based solely on the Flat Earther website. Now, there's a bunch of different factions of Flat Earthers. Why? Because it's all made up BS. So they all just start factioning off and hating each other and bickering and quarreling. But for the most part, this is what the most members of the Flat Earth Society and other Flat Earthers claim, okay? From their own website. They claim that NASA and other government agencies conspired to delude the public into believing the Earth is spherical. Let me pause right here and ask, why is NASA conspiring? What's in it for them? They're a government agency that gets their money, their funding from the government. They aren't asking us for handouts. NASA gains nothing from trying to conspire to delude the public into believing the Earth is spherical. Okay, let's continue on. Well, again, according to their website, quote, the most commonly accepted explanation of this is that the space agencies of the world are involved in a conspiracy, faking space travel and exploration. This likely began during the Cold War's space race in which the USSR and USA were obsessed with beating each other into space to the point that each faked their accomplishments in attempt to keep pace with the other's supposed achievements. Since the end of the Cold War, however, the conspiracy is most likely motivated by greed rather than political gains and using only some of their funding to continue to fake space travel saves a lot of money to embezzle for themselves. <sighs> they continue to say, in light of the above, please note that we are not suggesting that space agencies are aware the Earth is flat and actively covering that fact up. They depict the Earth as being round simply because that is what they expect it to be. So all of the space agencies around the world, the Indians, the Russians, the Chinese, the Americans, all of them have thousands of people that work for them. Of those thousands of people, they're all either faking it or not smart enough to know, wait, we're not actually sending rockets up into space. We're not actually sending satellites up into space. We're not sending anything up into space. Don't worry, I'll get to that. Hey, Stitch, trying to prove that flat earthers are dumb. Gotta be quiet. Shh, I love you. All right, so then it goes on to say that NASA rockets have never successfully launched. Again, they have more on that later. Let's continue with their stupidity before I, you know, stop. According to the most widely spread version of the current flat Earth theory, NASA is guarding the Antarctic ice wall that surrounds Earth. Let's pause right there. 
So they're saying that the Earth is a disk. It's disk shaped. If you look at the, um, what is, what, what flag is that? Basically, if you were to look at the Earth or look at a globe from the top and just kind of split it out into a, to a disk, that's what they're saying the Earth looks like. And it looks like one of the flags. What is it, the UN? Yeah, it looks like the UN flag. That's what they're saying it looks like. So you got to picture a disk. Go and take a look. Google UN flag. Boy, I better make sure that's right. I don't want to. Boy, it'd be bad if I gave you guys some false information about flat Earth. Yeah, it is the UN flag. So go ahead and take a Google. Go Google search the UN flag so you can get an idea what their disk looks like. But around the entire disk is this ginormous wall of ice. Think Game of Thrones, unless you hated that, and then think of something else with a lot of ice. Um, there's a ginormous wall of ice around the globe. It goes on to say the flat earthers argue that NASA photoshops its satellite images based on observations that the colors of the ocean changes from image to image and that the continents seem to be in different places. No, they don't. Other than the fact that, you know, where the globe is like, oh, why is, why is North America off to the right a little bit? It's because the earth is spinning around and it's a globe. It's a sphere. The publicly perpetuated image is kept up through a large-scale practice of, quote, compartmentalization, according to which only a select number of individuals have knowledge about the truth. I'm giving even more individuals knowledge about the truth. And I'm going to use truth in quotes here. All right, so what does the Earth look like? How is circumnavigation possible? This is directly from their website. I'm going to read you the frequently asked questions and then comment a little bit about each one from their own website. The Earth, according to them, is in the form of a disk with the North Pole in the center and Antarctica as a wall around the edges. That's right, a full wall around the edges. Why has no one seen this wall despite so many treks to Antarctica for well over a hundred years? Long before this stupid theory? No idea. But anyhow, so there's this 100-foot-tall wall of ice all around the outer rim of the disk. And even though regular people have made the trip to Antarctica, people with no connection to the government at all, and therefore no reason to cover it up, there is no photos or videos of the ice wall. But there are millions of photos of, of Antarctica, of treks to Antarctica, of what it looks like, people just going out there by themselves, tourists. This is the generally accepted model among the, uh, the members of the Flat Earth Society. Now, in this model, circumnavigation is performed by moving in a great circle around the North Pole. So what about climate change? So the entire rest of the Earth has massive ice shelves breaking off and floating away, not to mention ice melting and the land underneath being visible, but for some reason, the ice wall remains. Why? Well, I love this. This is, again, directly from the Flat Earther website. Temperatures are thought to approach absolute zero the further one explores outward. Exploration in this type of pitch black, freezing environment is impossible for any man or machine. We live on a vast plane with an unknown diameter and unknown depth. Dr. Samuel Burley Robotham held that knowing the true dimensions of the earth may be something that is forever unknowable by man. Let's stop right there. Absolute zero. Just in case you don't know what absolute zero is, 
it's negative 459.67 degrees and it's not achievable on earth you know what the coldest known temperature on earth is that is negative 89.2 degrees at the soviet vostok station in antarctica taken on 21st of july 1983 in antarctica Okay, this, this temperature was actually taken by ground measurements. People were on the ground. But supposedly, this ice wall managed to be 370 degrees cooler than that. Colder. So much colder than the temperature on Antarctica, which is the, you know, coldest known temperature to man. All right, so this mythical outer ring of ice on the edge of Earth. Again, flat earthers. I'm... Here's my first suggestion to a flat earther listening to this. You know you can go there, right? I googled Antarctica trips, and guess what? There are a lot of them. Buy a ticket, go down there, and see for yourself. If you are so convinced that we're living on this disc, and there's this ginormous ice wall, and you're not allowed to go past it, go down there. Buy a ticket, go down there, see it for yourself. Hey, and bonus, bonus for you, the flight down there will further prove that planes fly down there. Plus, you could see out the window of a plane the entire trip down there. There's so much scientific proof that you could do just going there. There's a lot of flat earthers that say you can't go there. Despite, again, Googling just a basic Antarctica trip, a lot of flat earthers say you can't go down there. They're saving up. They're pooling all their resources together to do an expedition down there. Okay. If you think that all travel agencies, or maybe they all think that all travel agencies are in on the conspiracy, here's another suggestion. Buy a fucking boat and go in one direction. Go south. You won't have any problem finding this massive ice shelf that is all around the globe. Also, do you notice the phrase I just used? all around the globe. So this whole conspiracy is so infuriatingly dumb for one very good reason. It's very easy to debunk with thousands of photos and videos of people at, at Antarctica. But keep an open mind. Let's continue on. Already, I've given you two ways that you can debunk this main ice shelf around the outer edge of the globe. And if you go far enough on the ice shelf, apparently you're going to fall off the edge of the dome or the disc or whatever the hell it is. So, you know, plus one for us if you do. You get to prove that there's some ginormous ice shelf and that you can fall off the edge of this flat earth. And a plus for us is you fall off this earth. But, and again, I'm trying to keep them open mind. Let's, let's continue on. So, they say the earth is surrounded on all sides by an ice wall that holds back the oceans. This ice wall is what explorers have named Antarctica. Beyond the ice wall is a topic of great interest to flat earth society. You ready? To our knowledge, no one has ever been very far past the ice wall and returned to tell of their journey. What we do know is that it encircles the earth and serves to hold in our oceans and help protect us from whatever lies beyond. That is the picture of the proposed, but certainly not definitive, flat earth. 
Other maps representing various Flat Earth models can be found on our quote Flat Earth Maps page. That's right, they can't even come up with what their Earth looks like. They have multiples. They can't even decide on that. You know how I know what our Earth looks like? Because it can be seen from space for years. You can go around it in a plane, see it from above. You can travel it by boat, by car, by horse, by monkey, whatever you want. You can find out what our Earth looks like. Now again, flat earthers believe that photos of the globe are photoshopped. GPS devices are rigged to make airplane pilots think that they're flying in straight lines around a sphere when they're actually flying in circles above a disk. The motive for world government's concealment of the true shape of the earth has not been ascertained, but flat earthers again believe it's probably financial. The next question on the frequently asked questions is, what evidence do you have? What evidence do you have? And they said, the evidence for a flat earth is derived from many different facets of science and philosophy. The simplest is by relying on one's own senses to discern that the true nature of the world around us, the world looks flat, the bottoms of clouds are flat, the movement of the sun. These are all examples of your senses telling you that we do not live on a spherical, heliocentric world. This is using what is called an empirical approach or an approach that relies on information from your senses. Alternatively, when using Descartes' method of Cartesian doubt to skeptically view the world around us, one quickly finds that the notion of a spherical world is the theory which has the burden of proof and not the flat earth theory. Perhaps the best example of a flat earth proof is the Bedford level experiment. Okay, in short, this was an experiment performed many times on a six-mile stretch of water that proved, quote, the surface of the water to be flat. It did not conform to the curvature of the Earth that the round Earth proponents teach. Wrong! Many other experiments demonstrating the lack of curvature in the Earth may be found in The Earth is Not a Globe by Samuel Ra, as well as in the experimental evidence section of this wiki. Okay, let's tackle this one for a second. The first part that they're saying by our senses, the world doesn't look flat. Let me read you this experiment that you can do that proves the earth doesn't look flat. Okay, I'm gonna go to iflscience.com. This man used Google Maps and a photo of his home, a photo of his hometown to prove the earth isn't flat. Uh, bum, 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 bum. One man's experiment has gone viral after he looked at one of the most popular claims by flat earthers that a flat looking horizon somehow proves the earth is flat. Flat earthers regularly point out that when you look at the distance, the, the horizon looks pretty flat. And you know what? Kind of does. So this guy, Andrew, submitted this picture, thought you'd enjoy this. I'm on the world's largest cruise ship in the middle of the ocean. And, uh, where's the curve? Well, Greg Pagel looked at it or Pagel. I should know his name because he's awesome, looked at this in a widely seen post on Reddit. For the post, he looked at the horizon on the coast where he grew up. He says, I took this picture a few miles from my house in Mani Manitowoc, Wisconsin. That's Lake Michigan. Pretty, isn't it? Now, using Google Maps, he found the distance between the two pieces of land on the edges of this photograph, which turn out to be 13 and a half kilometers or 8.4 miles. 
Let's do some quick math. He figured out that given the Earth is approximately 24,140 kilometers, that's 25,000 miles in circumference, you should see an arc of around 0.12 degrees on a horizon of 13 and a half kilometers or 8.4 miles. Now a 90 degree arc, you would notice immediately as he pointed out. And that's like taking out, that's like if someone took the ginormous slice of pizza or a huge slice of a pie. That's 90 degree curve. It's huge. You can see the clear curve on the outer edge. But once you go down to one degrees arc, it starts to be a whole lot less noticeable. And he shows that same image of the horizon. He said, what you're looking at is a one degree arc. Imagine what a 0.12 arc would look like. It would look pretty flat. And then there's a photo. I'm gonna put all of these photos on the Facebook page because I need flat earthers to just keep an open mind. I know I'm not keeping as much of an open mind as I should during this episode, but for you guys and for me, Let's keep an open mind. Here's something that is scientifically proven. It can be done by you. So he has this photo and he says, this is what a 0.12 degree arc would look like. Guess what? Looks pretty damn flat. It says it's almost impossible to see the curve at all. Then he's got a little zoomed out photo. He's like, because there it is. Essentially, as people have been telling flat earthers for years, the horizon looks flat because the earth is gigantic in scale, not a goddamn baseball. That's from this website. I'm not swearing at you. If you're viewing a horizon and you know the distance between two points, you can do the experiment for yourself using Greg's equations in his full Imgur post on his YouTube video. The video is called Curvature of Lake Michigan Based on Round Earth Model. Now, He's not using some fancy, crazy math that there's no way for you to say, is it true or is it not true? He's using basic math. What he is telling you is, you can prove the earth is round for yourself just by looking out to sea and finding a boat. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Let's get back to this. All right, so the next part of that equation, that next part of that frequently asked question thing I was talking about a minute ago, in case you don't remember it, they said, the bottom of clouds are flat. This proves the Earth is flat. Well, cumulus clouds, which are most prevalent during the warmer months, but occasionally populate the cold season skies, sunlight warms the ground, and most of that heat transfers into the air, ultimately forming a layer of warm air several hundred feet in depth. If the temperature of the warm layer surpasses a critical value, currents of the heated air ascend, carrying water vapor along as well. Because air pressure decreases at the rate of 0.91 inches per 1,000 feet of ascent, rising air expands and cools. The flat bottoms of cumulus clouds define the exact height at which a critical combination of temperature and air pressure causes water vapor within the rising currents to condense into a visible cloud. <sighs> It's not proof of a flat earth. Scientific proof. Proof that has been proven by people around the globe. It has nothing to do with the flat, the, with the flat earth theory that it's a flat disk. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Next part of that moment, uh, next part of that is the movement of the sun. What? It moves flat? No, no, no. 
the sun changes and arcs differently throughout the year. You can literally see the arc and the path of the sun. In fact, I'm going to add a photo to the Facebook about this Paranormal Almanac on Facebook. In your little disc model of the sun and moon both, both revolving over the disc Earth, that sun's arc would be the same circles all the time. Yet, as you know, our sun actually arcs throughout the years. This isn't modern science. This was proven thousands of years ago by modern or by ordinary man on Earth, not modern man. The sun reaches a much higher point and shines for more hours during the day, during the summer months, reaches a significantly lower point and shines for fewer hours during the winter. In fact, if you charted out the sun's path throughout the daytime sky, you would find that it takes its lowest path for the fewest number of hours on the winter solstice. Usually, that's December 21st. And its highest path for the greatest number of hours on the summer solstice. Usually, June 21st. It's coming up quick. This is the arc of the sun that can't be explained by flat earthers' disk models. Speaking of the sun, hey flat earthers, riddle me this. What is the scientific explanation for how the sun changes speed from 1,322 miles on the larger circle to 771 miles per hour on the smaller circle to complete exactly one revolution per day? What is the, science, what is the scientific explanation for how the sun changes its path to move from the larger circle of the Tropic of Capricorn, 32,729 miles circumference, to the much smaller Circle of Tropical of Cancer, Circle of the Tropic of Cancer, which is 18,504 miles circumference. These are taken from a website using science to dispute flat earthers, and boy are there a lot of them. My favorite part of this was watching intelligent people use science to debunk flat earthers that is incontrovertible. It is evidence, empirical evidence, that can be proven again and again and again to dispute flat earthers. What do they do when something is so concrete that it can't figure out a way around it? They ignore it. While we're talking about the sun and moon, let's talk about the planets. If the planets are round, why isn't the Earth round? Now, the planets are orbiting astronomical objects. We all know this. The Earth is not a planet by definition as it sits at the center of our solar system. This, again, just in case you don't know, what I'm reading to you is the question and then the answer in the frequently asked question part of the Flat Earther website. So they're saying planets are orbiting astronomical objects. The Earth is not a planet by definition as it sits at the center of our solar system above which the planets and the sun revolve. The Earth's uniqueness, fundamental differences, and centrality make any comparison to other celestial objects insufficient, like comparing basketballs to the court on which they bounce. All right, so for this one, they're saying the planets are real. It's from their own freaking website. They're saying the planets are real. So the planets, which we can see through telescopes right here on Earth, that we can see, we can go see them, we can see them go around the sun through the telescopes we use right here on Earth, don't revolve around the sun, you do realize we can watch them go by the sun, right? With telescopes on Earth, not those fake satellites in space that you say don't exist. We can see them with our own eyes 
right here on Earth. We can see the International Space Station go through our skies with our own eyes right here on Earth. Yet, flat earthers say the International Space Station doesn't exist. Some flat earthers say it's all a projection above us. That something is projecting. Where is this projection coming from? Where is the, where is the projector part that is projecting this onto this dome that's above the disk? Who's projecting it and how? How are they updating it when we find out new things through science? We can clearly see the planets around. We can clearly see the Earth is round from the International Space Station. Why is this still an argument? Well, let's continue with the <sighs> stupidity. It's just stupidity. Next, they say the burden of proof isn't on them. Yes, yes it is. If you're claiming something is fact that can be easily disputed, the burden of proof is on you to prove your case conclusively, which they haven't, using evidence, again, which they haven't, Saying the Earth looks flat is obnoxious. A basketball, I'll go back to your little example earlier. A basketball looks flat to an ant, but you can clearly see it's round because of your correlation to the object in question. If science went around spotting nonsense, then when they're questioned, they say, hey, look, man, I'm just saying that all penises are microphones the government used to listen in on you, man. But I don't have to prove that. You have to prove that all penises aren't microphones that the government used to listen in on you. Then when we prove that that's a ridiculous statement, they just say, nope, it's true. Nope, no. That isn't an argument with a rational person. That is nonsense and should be treated as such. P.S. I don't believe that all penises are microphones the government used to listen in on you. Just some of them. Okay, now we're gonna continue on with that same part of the frequently asked questions. They then used the Bedford level experiment as proof it's flat. The what? Well, in 1870, Alfred Russell Wallace successfully demonstrated the curvature of the earth to answer the challenge put forward by a flat earther, John Hampton. That's right, in 1870, there was a flat earther and he got well, he got owned, basically. So Hampton was a disciple of Rowbotham, who was a significant influence on flat earther movements back in the day. Rowbotham, Rowbotham, don't really care, he's an idiot, had pre previously used the Bedford Canal to prove the non-existence of Earth's curvature. He looked through a telescope from one end of the canal and was able to observe boats on the other end. Now, he ignored the effect of refraction. He also wrongly concluded that the Earth does not have a curvature. Wallace designed a better experiment to minimize the effect of refraction. That's right, refraction. He skipped an essential part of the science to try and prove his theory. That is not how you prove something scientifically. Now, he raised the entire experiment by 13 feet, 3 inches above water. In contrast, Robotham did this experiment on only 8 inches above the water. He also added a pole with two disks in the middle of the canal for observational aid. This way, if there's a curvature, it'd be easy to observe. In the experiment, Wallace successfully proved the existence of the Earth's curvature. When was this again? Oh yeah, 1870. Now you're using an experiment that proved the curvature of the Earth in your frequently asked questions as an example for why it's flat. You guys can't even science right. 
Next question in the frequently asked questions. There are many pictures on the internet and in other media depicting the earth as being round. Why do these not disprove the flat earth theory? In general, we at the Flat Earth Society do not lend much credibility to photographic evidence. It is too easily manipulated and altered. Many of the videos posted here to quote prove a round earth by showing curvature will show no curvature or even concave curvature at parts. The sources are so inaccurate, it's difficult to build an argument on them in either case. No, it's not. Furthermore, barrel distortion and other quirks of modern cameras will cause a picture to distort in ways which may not be immediately obvious or apparent, especially without references within the picture. Photographs are also prone to distortion when taken through the bent glass of a pressurized cabin, as well as atmospheric conditions on the outside. With this litany of problems, it is easy to see why photographic evidence is not to be trusted. No. It's also worth noting that if a person were to look down at the Earth from high above, they would expect to see a circular shape where the sun's spotlight was shining. This explains why high-altitude photographs are generally curved to produce the illusion of a round horizon. Shut the fuck up. No, you're not talking about high-altitude fisheye lens shots so they can get the maximum shot and view. The Beastie Boys used fisheye lenses in their videos, and they aren't doing it to say the Earth is round. That's dumb. It's really dumb. It's obnoxiously dumb. Now, again, all of these came from their own frequently asked questions, and they didn't even convincingly argue anything there. The experiment that they said proves them? The Bedford level experiment? They didn't even bother to figure out, whoops, that actually proved the Earth was round. And they're using it in their frequently asked questions. Speaking of which, Here's the problem with creating and answering your own frequently asked questions. You can avoid all the billion other scientific questions you don't want to answer. In fact, here is a couple frequently asked questions from Paranormal Almanac. Why is your podcast the best thing on earth anyone has ever heard? The answer is, that's a great question. I think it's because of the talent of the host and the debunking, of course, but mostly the host Kurt and his dog Stitch. Number two. I see bad reviews about Paranormal Almanac. How can there be bad reviews of such a brilliant podcast? The answer is, well, we've done the research and every bad review is from the government trying to keep the truth away from the people, the general population. Paranormal Almanac has all the knowledge and the governments around the world, including the secret governments, are afraid. Number three on our frequently asked questions. Is Paranormal Almanac ever wrong? The answer, nope, never. Studies have shown conclusively through science. In fact, Leonardo da Vinci himself have proven that everything Kurt has ever said is 100% the truth and even the mispronunciations are actually correct. Everyone else is saying them wrong besides Kurt. Well, I mean, there you go. There you have it. They're using scientific proof to show you that I'm never wrong. And even the mispronunciations are correct. So I guess that answers that. I'm always right. It's good to know it. I'm glad we have these frequently asked questions. Okay, enough of how great I am. Let's get back to this flat earth. So we know what they believe. But how do we disprove it? And here's the problem with that. You can disprove something to someone who is willing to listen. If you're not willing to listen, 
It's a stalemate. They're already saying, don't even bother. Everything you say, I'm not going to believe it. So how do we do this? Well, let's pretend for a second that no one has ever been in space. And that's why photos that come back from space are all fake. Sure. I mean, it's dumb, but sure. The reason I say it's dumb is because I personally have watched a space shuttle and rockets go into space. But I guess that after they got high enough, they just, you know, flew to another part of the earth and landed without ever going into space. But I, why, I, but wait, I watched them lift off. I watched them arc up into space by their own reasonings. I would have totally seen the rocket fly off to the left and then land because the earth is flat or the rocket would have slammed into the dome and just cracked the dome or blew up. Or they said that NASA has never successfully launched a rocket yet. I know a lot of people who have seen rockets launch into space. We see them going high, 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 high up and then into orbit. We also see those exact same rockets on video feed, live video feed in orbit around the earth. Also, if they want to say no one has been to space, then why did they unsuccessfully try to launch a rocket into space to prove their flat earth crap? They're saying that you can't even get a rocket up, but yet what did they try to do? unsuccessfully because they're morons, they tried to launch it. Don't know this story? Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. His name is Mike Hughes. On Saturday, March 24th, 2018, he launched a homemade rocket a whole 1,875 feet into the air. Just for comparison, the mountain range right by Mike Hughes where he launched his rocket? Well, those mountain ranges are higher than that. Another comparison is that Mike could have bought a ticket on board a commercial flight and go up 35,000 feet and it would have been much cheaper, not to mention safer. So Mike didn't get high enough to prove his theory, so he plans on building a bigger rocket and trying again, even though he doesn't seem to understand how rockets work. And speaking of rockets, there are lots of homemade rockets that have made it into low earth orbit and come back. Not done by government, not done by plants, done by regular people. Guess what? It shows a curvature of the earth, even in low orbit. All right, this next part deals with religion quite a bit, so I'm not gonna do a ton of it. But a lot of flat earthers use the Bible to prove the earth is flat. They do this, and they do this by picking and choosing specific passages that they interpret to mean the Bible is telling us the earth is flat. In case you guys need to know this, the Bible was written by man and rewritten, then edited a whole lot throughout the years, and then rewritten again, rewritten again, modernized, rewritten again, and they're trying to use the Bible to prove the earth is flat. Then you must believe that Noah collected two of each animals onto a boat. Okay, here is a direct passage from a website. Many flat earthers cite Nathan Roberts' list of 200 Bible verses, which they say, which he says, proves that the earth is flat. 
One of those is in the path, in the paths are straight, not curved section of his list. He says that the scriptures proclaim, proclaiming in the paths are straight, not curved section of his list. He says the scripture is proclaiming all paths are straight, which he says proves the earth is flat. That is a most illogical statement, but the verses that he cites makes the claim even more absurd. Two verses talk about walking a straight path of righteousness, which, spoiler, they're not physical paths. Walking a straight path of righteousness is not walking in a straight physical path. Two verses are talking about taking a direct course on a journey, which aren't saying they aren't traveling in a straight line. But the worst part is that he included five verses that are about John the Baptist, who was called, quote, prepare the way for the Lord and make his paths straight. What? Come on. That is not proving the earth is flat. That's like saying anytime that I can see the word straight, path, walk, those are all proving in any book, in any book ever, ever written, flat, earth, sphere, disc, round, any book. If I see those words in any book, that is a hidden code to prove that the earth is flat. Spoiler, flat earthers, it's not. Don't start babbling that bullshit. All right, so here's a passage from an Australian pilot that has been flying the Southern Hemisphere for 30 years. An Australian pilot been flying the Southern Hemisphere for 30 years. He says, a message to flat earthers. If you can't show me a map that works and you can't tell me how to navigate precisely around the real earth, you're wasting your time telling me the earth is flat. I can and do navigate precisely around the real earth, and I've been doing this safely for over 30 years using the globe. Time to start producing real results, guys. The same old nonsense arguments won't cut it here any longer. And that is the Australian pilot that's been flying around the southern hemisphere for 30 years. This man knows what he's talking about. He's been doing it safely for 30 years. He is not doing it to cover up some conspiracy for some unforeseen government's modern take on getting more money. It's ridiculous. Another debunking Flat Earther website says, Flat Earthers take photos and videos of the sun without using a solar flare, which causes the sun to appear really big and then shrink as it sets so that they can proclaim that it changes size. The reason the sun appears so large is due to a solar flare in the haze of the sky. And then when the sun moves beyond behind more atmosphere, the solar flare is reduced. Here you go. These two images of the sun were taken at the exact same time. This, again, will be on the Facebook page, Paranormal Almanac. These two images of the sun were taken at the exact same time. The one above without the solar filter, and this one with the solar filter, which, shocker, reveals the true size of the sun. This shows that flat earthers are really ignorant about photography, or they are purposefully deceiving people by providing misleading videos. Guess which one it is? Like I said at the beginning of this, I watched hours and hours of flat earth videos looking for something to make me go, okay, maybe. And I couldn't find anything. This half-ass pseudoscience, boring as hell nonsense didn't ever make me go, okay, there's a chance. Just maybe there's a chance. Not once. Nothing on there did. Most of them just talk and talk and talk and talk and talk until you just go, okay, I believe you, just shut up. 
And that's a big part of, I mean, it's a big part of cult life, but it's also a big part of this. But I'll get to that in a little while. This next one says, on the flat earth model, the moon is only 3,000 miles up. So people in North America would see a different side of the moon than people in South America based on their flat earth model. Here's the problem with that. We know that people all over the earth see the same side of the moon, not a different side. So this proves that the flat earth theory does not work. The moon is 235,000 miles away from the earth, not 3,000 miles straight up, rotating around it with the sun on one side, the moon on the other, just doing laps. We can see the same side of the moon because the moon is 235,000 miles away, as people in the northern and the southern hemisphere have the same angle of perspective. Only the moon appears inverted. Science, using actual facts to disprove the flat earth model based on their flat earth model and what they say. Another one, the setting sun proves that the earth is not flat. If the earth were flat, then the setting sun would appear to get smaller and smaller with the bottom of the sun always above the horizon line until it appears to vanish. That's not what we see. What we see is the sun the same size when it sets as when it was overhead. We see that the bottom of the sun disappears first as the sun drops down below the horizon line, proving that the earth is a globe. You ever watch a sunset? You ever watch the sunset over the ocean? I have many times exactly what they're describing. Spoiler, one of your at-home examples to prove the earth isn't flat is watching the sunset. All right, so that brings us to this thing. There's a documentary called Behind the Curve. It's on Netflix. Now I sat through it and by the time it ended, I was really glad I sat through it because at first it was painful to watch people so stupid. Their arguments were so baseless and frankly pointless and so anti-science it was absurd. Now I don't want to spoil too much of the movie though. I do think everyone should watch it. But I did want to say, and I mean everybody, let me, let me stop right there. I think everybody should watch it. I think flat earthers should watch it. And I think people that believe the earth is round should watch it. The whole thing. Don't pick and choose your scenes. Watch the whole thing. Just take it all in. Keep an open mind. Anyhow, there's two experiments done by the flat earthers themselves to try and disprove we are on a spherical planet. The only spoiler I'm giving you about this movie is, spoiler, both experiments failed. Science prevailed. The flat earthers themselves attempted to use science to prove the earth is flat and only proved without a doubt that it's a sphere. They even did one experiment multiple times trying to stop the same results from happening. Guess what? That's not how science works. They did the experiment multiple times and were proven each time it was, it was a sphere. So they must have given up and admitted that the Earth is round, right? They did the experiment themselves. They paid for the experiment. It was a controlled experiment done by them multiple times. When it didn't work, they must have admitted the Earth is right. The Earth is round, right? Nope. Like the morons that don't believe in climate change, flat earthers just keep ignoring the facts and they still think the Earth is flat. I kind of get it. I really do. You hear something anything. Then you watch a bunch of 
at best, semi-convincing videos on YouTube. You watch all these YouTube videos about it. You go down a rabbit hole about it. And you think, okay, maybe. Now, that's a dangerous maybe because if you don't seek out the other side, the scientific side, or just the other side, if you don't seek out the other side of that argument, you just keep going down the tinfoil hat rabbit hole, it gets easier and easier to ignore the facts and only listen to one side. Case in point, personal case in point. For my entire life, people have told me there is zero chance that UFOs are real. Now, I kept looking at it from both sides, but they only looked at it from just the no way side. There's no possible way UFOs are not real. Well, as we know, it is now fact that UFOs are real. UFOs, not aliens, UFOs. UFOs are real. Now, those same people still can't look at it from the scientific side and say, yeah, okay, maybe UFOs are real. Now, we don't know what they are, but they exist. You see, you get so far down one side that you can't see the other side. It's like people trying to see people on the other side of the very round globe. You can't do it. You get so far apart, you can't see the other side. So I get it. I get the appeal of saying, it's just the man trying to keep me down. That's just the government lying to me. I get the appeal of that. And then you start reading and watching all these videos and going, yeah, man, they did the experiment. They told me they did it. They told me that the earth isn't, that the earth is flat. They told me that it's all BS because of X, Y, and Z. But here's what I'll say. Scientifically speaking, it is the only conclusion that you can come to that the earth is round. If you don't believe in science, then maybe you'll believe in what you can see and do. Stuff you can do while listening to this podcast. Don't take what they're saying as fact. Just like you don't take what science is saying as fact, or the government is saying as fact, or the news is saying as fact. Do it for yourself. Do the experiments they're talking about for yourself. Think for yourself. Now, I, I won't say that I ever looked at it like maybe, possibly, the Earth is flat. I can't say I kept an open mind on it because it's just not. It's been proven that it's not. But I did look at both sides while I was researching this. I was trying to stay down the middle. I'd watch some about, some against. More about, more against. I was doing both sides with an open mind to having someone say, maybe, just maybe. And that never happened. Again, because there are scientific experiments that you can do yourself that can prove the Earth is round if you keep a little bit of an open mind about it. First one, watch a ship sail off to sea. Without being in the sky, it's impossible to see the curvature of the Earth. However, you can see a demonstration of this if you visit a harbor with a wide open view of the water. If you're able to watch a ship sail off to sea, not go off to the right, not go off to the left, go off just straight off watch its mast and flag as it fades off into the distance. You will notice, in fact, it doesn't fade off in the distance at all. Instead, you'll see its mass, its mast and its flag appear to slowly sink. 
the ship sailed beyond the point at which you would see it. Just to be sure, bring a pair of binoculars with you so that you can see even farther off into the distance. It's as if you're watching it go over the other side of a hill. This phenomena can only be explained by a sphere-shaped planet. 2. Watch a lunar eclipse. Solar eclipses are everywhere, and they're really cool, and you can see a lot of scientific data about them. But during a lunar eclipse, it's evidence that the Earth is indeed round. Here's how it works. The Earth passes between the moon and the sun so that the sun projects the Earth's shadow onto the moon and the sky. You're not seeing a flat disk slowly going across the moon. You're seeing a round Earth. Also, you've probably seen a partial lunar eclipse without even noticing it. If the moon looks orange, that's the sign of a lunar eclipse. If you've ever seen a total lunar eclipse, you probably noticed the shadow does not look like a little dash. It looks like a sphere because it's the Earth that you're seeing. Now, the whole domed flat Earth BS, why do they include the moon? I mean, just ask you that, flat earthers. Why would they even include the moon? If it doesn't do anything, if it's just a projection, again, two questions. Why they include the moon? Doesn't do anything. There's no point to it. Two, where is that projection coming from? Is there an island in the center of your flat earth that has got this ginormous projector that's projecting this vast image onto this vast dome over this stupid vast disk? No. Here's another question. Why did they include planets and moons and galaxies that we can't even see with the naked eye? It should have just been stars. The moon, if you wanted to, sure, why not? And then stars. Why even include the other planets and the moons and the galaxies if it's all a projection? What was the point? They don't need it. It's just a projection. Stars would have been just fine. To project the projection of all celestial objects onto a dome theory is dumber than dumb. Again, where are all those rockets going? Why aren't they just hitting the dome and bouncing back off into the Earth? All right. Enough of this nonsense. The next thing you can do, climb a tree. Imagine a vast plain, but one tree smack in the middle. If the earth was flat, your vision would extend exactly as far as standing at the base of the tree as it would when at the top of the tree. However, the farther you climb up, the farther your line of sight will extend to the horizon. Guess what? You don't even have to climb a tree. If you're going to say, hey, Kurt, I'm an adult. I don't want to go climb in a tree. Cool. Go up in a building. Again, your theory, Flat Earthers, if I'm standing at the base of a building, I should be able to see exactly the same distance. If I go up in the building, I'm seeing more. It doesn't work. It's ridiculous. Parts of the Earth that were concealed from view by its curvature are now revealed because your position has changed. Number five, I talked about it a minute ago. Watch a sunset. Go watch a sunset. Pick a nice spot from where you can watch it on the beach. That's point A. You'd have a clear horizon in front of you. Behind you, you'd see some sort of elevated point that you can quickly access. Be it a hill, a parking structure, a building with at least two floors, a tree. That's point B. So point A is the beach. Point B, let's just say it's the parking structure. Watch the sunset from point A. And once the sun is out of sight, hurry, get up, run over to point B. 
with that added elevation provided you by point B, you should be able to see the sun above the horizon. If the earth were flat, the sun would not be visible at any elevation once it had set. Because the earth is round, the sun will come back into your line of sight. Say you don't have a hill or a building or anything behind you. Where you happen to be, it's all flat. You're on some deserted island and I feel sad for you, but you're listening to this podcast, so at least you have entertainment. You could even try lying on your stomach to watch the sunset and then stand up to get a higher line of sight. Next, let's look at the International Space Station. Again, we send people to space a lot. Those people stay in space for extended periods of time on the International Space Station. That again, you can see with your naked eye going across the sky. Why would they add that? Are you telling me that there is an intelligence to this that's controlling this ginormous projector in the center of the planet, your disc, projecting straight up, and they went, ah, crap, hey, Jim, quick, we got to add a little tiny International Space Station, have it go across in the arc, because, you know, we told the people it existed so we could make another billion dollars. Who's controlling this? Who's making all these mock-ups? How are all of these people keeping this secret? Next. It's called the Varying Star Constellations. This observation was originally made by Aristotle, who declared the Earth was round judging from the different constellations one sees while moving away from the equator. After returning from a trip to, uh, after returning from a trip to Egypt, Aristotle noticed there are stars seen in Egypt and Cyprus which are not seen in the northerly regions. This phenomena can only be explained if humans were viewing the stars from a round surface. Aristotle continued, claiming that the sphere of the Earth is of no great size, for otherwise the effect of such a slight change of pace would not be so quickly apparent. Huh. And when was Aristotle around? Oh, that's right. 384 to 322 BC. The farther you go from the equator, the farther the known constellations go towards the horizon to be replaced by different stars. This would not happen if the Earth was flat. Next up, oh, sorry, I'm going to jump back for a second. I meant to put this one up higher in the episode, and I forgot. This is, again, from flatearthdeception.com. Who are they? Don't know, but they're actually using science to disprove it. They're not just some random person. They say you can clearly see that the flights from New Zealand to South America, from South America to Africa, and from Africa to Australia are not straight lines on the supposed flat earth map. Flight distances and times prove that these flights do not make a huge circle around a flat Earth, but rather that they are simply flying east and west on the lower hemisphere of the globe. Flight times and distances. Two things that can be measured. All right, this isn't even a full list of methods to prove it's around that you can do. There are a ton more at flatearthdeception.com. They're not paying me to say this. I just went and looked at all of the data and found a site that had a compiled section on how to disprove Flat Earth. So Flat Earthers, again, keep an open mind. Go and read it. If you are so confident that the Earth is flat, there is no possible way that it's not flat. You, you know, you've seen the light. This, you, you buck the system. You said, screw you to the man. You are so right about it being flat then go to this website. None of these scientific things that you can do should be provable. Not one. 
You can also use a telescope, go on a flight, use math and science to prove what is very provable. It's very easy to do, is my point. All right. If you take anything away from the episode, this episode, just let it be this. Don't at me with why you think the Earth is flat. It's not. It's just not. I've given a ton of examples and scientific methods to prove the Earth is not flat. If you still believe the Earth is flat, you were dumb. Or you just don't want to listen to reason, and that also means you're dumb. I have much better things to do than listen to a flat earther. I just do. There are way better real mysteries out there, so I don't want to waste any more of my time with flat earthers. I don't want to do it. I didn't even want to do this episode, but I did, but I did it. And in it, I give multiple examples and methods to prove the earth is round. Use science. Do the work for yourself. Don't let any conspiracy just tell you something. See if you can duplicate the results and prove it for yourself. And that goes for all of us. Don't let any conspiracy just tell you something. See if you can prove it. See if you can disprove it. Debunking is just as important as just believing everything. It's okay if you thought the earth was flat based on what someone told you. But there's a lot you can do to disprove it. Be yourself. Think for yourself. Find out for yourself. And if you keep finding things like, well, they can't explain this. They can't explain we're on a dome. They can't explain who made the dome. They can't explain who's projecting the images onto the dome. They can't explain why there is proof that you can go down to Antarctica yourself and see all this stuff. They can't explain why climate change has not dissolved the outer ice rim around the Earth when it's dissolving everything else, when it's melting everything else is the better way of saying that. If you can't explain, if they can't explain these things to you, if you find a theory and you have more questions than answers, and then you go to another website and they have more answers than questions, guess which one you should be listening to? If you can prove things for yourself, if you can go out and do it, then guess what? It's not real. Flat Earth, it's just stupid. I know there are a lot of people that are so hardcore into this that hearing me say that Flat Earth is just stupid or the people that believe it are just dumb instantly turns them off to having an open mind and listening to some of this stuff. But it's the truth. It just is. There are some things I don't know the truth to. I don't know what happens to us after we die. I don't know what parallel dimensions are out there, what the Mandela effect is, what those Tic Tac UFOs are. I have a lot of theories, but I don't know. If I started making up shit about all of these things, if I started saying, did you guys know that Sasquatch are just Jim Morrison? That's right. Hear me out. Sasquatch, Bigfoot, didn't start taking off until after Jim Morrison quote unquote died. We all know that Jim Morrison was growing out his hair, growing out his beard. I'm just saying you've never seen Jim Morrison and a Bigfoot in the same photo. So you have to, if A plus B equals C, Jim Morrison is Bigfoot. The transitive properties of the SAT tests have told me that Jim Morrison is Bigfoot. And you just believed me. You just said, okay, well, like he said it. He said, he, you know, it must be true. Don't ever let anyone 
tell you everything. Anybody that says they know everything doesn't know anything. Do me a favor. Just try. Just try to go to flatearthdeception.com. See if it makes you think, you flat earther, see if it makes you question anything. In that documentary, like I said, there were flat earthers that did these experiments. You could see them in this documentary go, huh, it made them think. It shouldn't happen if the earth is flat, that experiment shouldn't have happened, yet there it is. Don't make it go, okay, well, I know that the earth revolves around the sun in 24 hours. That's 15 degrees every hour. So I can prove that the earth is 15 degrees. Oh crap, the earth actually does move 15 degrees every hour, whatever it was. Well, all right, if that's the case, then I have the 15 degrees. Let me work backwards until I can prove a flat earth theory that might accommodate that 15 degrees. That's not how science works. You can't find the answer and start working your way back until it matches what you want. That is what a lot of true crime shows do when they say the Black Dahlia killer is this person. And then they work backwards and they ignore all the evidence and all the facts that say it's not. But they just include the ones that say it might be. That's not how science works, guys. It just isn't. But if you're anything like me, you're so sick of hearing the words flat earth or even hearing me talk about flat earth. So I apologize for this episode. Again, I got a lot of requests to do it. Checking this one off the list. It's done. I don't want to talk about it anymore. I don't want to think about it anymore. The earth isn't flat. Never was. This is stupid. Try and be an astronaut. There you go. Wait, that one just came to me. Hey, flat earthers. Do really good in math and science. Try to be an astronaut. If you become an astronaut and you go into space, then what? If you're an astronaut and you go up into space and you look down and it's a dome, boom, you've proven it and you're going to become the coolest flat earther ever. You're going to become the rock star, whatever the rock star of flat earthers are. That's going to be you. But if you get up there and the earth is round, you have a responsibility to go back and tell everybody, hey guys, not a government plant. No one paid me off. Not the Illuminati, not any other bullshit. The earth is round. There you go. That one just came to me at the end of all this crap. Use science to debunk things. If you can debunk stuff, you're just a bit cooler than all the rest. All right, that leads me to this one. I don't even want to ask this question because I don't even want to ask this question. So what do you guys think? Do you think the earth is flat? Did you start this saying, yeah, the earth is flat. Did I change your mind at all? Does any, will anything ever change your mind? Again, don't at me. These are rhetorical questions this time. There's a lot of times when I ask a question at the end of the episode and then the next day I get a lot of listeners that answer it in Facebook messages or email or whatever. And I like it. I think it's cool because I'm genuinely curious what you guys think. This episode, I'm not. Don't at me. Don't message me. Don't email me anything about flat earths ever again. It's good. It's done. It's over. It's not flat. It's round. I want to go to bed now.
Once again, I'm your host, Kurt Sanding, and this has been another edition of Paranormal? The Earth is Not Fucking Flat, Almanac. Alphonse, there it's not only coffee, 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 it's not only co